Good afternoon and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Tuesday, December 14th, and I'm joined today by Brett Ritchie, live from Vegas. Brett, how are you doing? Doing great, Tyler. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Excited. We have a ton to cover from what was an Fairly action-packed weekend, but then a huge Monday full of news that the show is totally different than it would have been had we went live yesterday morning. So on the docket for today, our top story, we're going to talk about Nike acquiring artifacts and then some market reactions to that, specifically in CloneX. We're going to talk BAYC's new partnership with Animoca and their plans for a P2E game. Then we're going to hit the macro, the macro view with OpenSea and take a look at their Dune Analytics dashboard. That'll be our top news. Then we'll get into our market update. We're going to talk about Neo Tokyo and the pet hooligans. We're going to do our Around the Horn segments, hit one of ones, where we're going to talk about async art and the debut from X Copy, Coldy, and a lot of money, along with a few other pieces. We're going to hit blue chip PFPs and art blocks. And then we're going to end with a quick segment on hoodlums and their new VIP experience. Sound good? <clears throat> All right, let's, let's get started. I'm going to go ahead and we'll fire up the screen share here. Top story, Nike Inc. acquires Artifact. <clears throat> so this announcement came out yesterday. Let's take a look at a few of the quotes from the article here. Um, from John Donahoe, the president and CEO of Nike, this acquisition is another step that accelerates Nike's digital transformation and allows us to serve athletes and creators at the intersection of sport, creativity, gaming, and culture. We're acquiring a very talented team of creators with an authentic and connected brand. Our plan is to invest in Artifact, serve and grow their innovative and creative community. Um, <clears throat> so this was the announcement. It came out yesterday afternoon. The market went absolutely wild. Um, and we'll talk about the impact on Clonex and that project specifically. Um, but there was, there's a lot to unpack here, Brett, certainly I, I'm, interested on your take so first off the clonex drop before this news broke it was it was fairly flooded there's uh a lot of things that were kind of done wrong with the terms of agreement uh, and now there, there's rumors of insider trading and all that but putting that aside for right now how do you evaluate this move for nike is is this a good move by nike acquiring artifact what, what are your thoughts yeah i think it's a good move by nike i mean um, I haven't paid a ton of attention to Artifact outside of this Clone X drop. Um, I was a little bearish on it. I didn't like the, the 20,000 supply was, was more my concern, along with the price point in this kind of environment. I thought there'd be a lot of sell pressure. Obviously, this Nike news completely counteracts that. So I was wrong. But my friends who were bullish on Clone X, when I was talking to them uh, before, the, you know, during the drop or, or before this Nike news, they were like, this is a top tier team. They're on par with uh, Yuga Labs, the board Ape team better than larva this is top two team in the space they're like i'm backing them because i just believe in, in good teams uh again i haven't paid a ton of attention but but i've multiple friends who share that sentiment so if nike is acquiring a top um i guess nft team right or metaverse team right they've done shoes too right artifact like i think that was their first mm -hmm. thing or one of their main things has been fashion and and metaverse shoes it fits right in with Nike. Nike is a $265 billion company, last I saw yesterday. Uh, so the, price, the acquisition is, is kind of irrelevant. I think the upside is really big for Nike. Uh, and it's, it's really good for NFTs. Nike, phenomenal uh, marketing machine. And then if you look at some of those athletes 
on their roster, some of the biggest stars in the world, um, you know, maybe instead of signing with Air Jordan, they sign a basketball player with Artifact uh, for, you know, some sort of metaverse collab. It'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, they could shelve it, right? It could go nowhere or it could become a big part of, of Nike's brand. It's going to be interesting to watch. So certainly the fit makes sense. You, you touched on the shoes. So for those who aren't that familiar, so Artifact has done the digital shoes. They've also done physical with the, the crypto punks. They actually made custom shoes for every punk owner, which they could claim for one ETH. I want to say about six months ago now. And those shoes are actually worth quite a bit more now. Um, it's interesting. There, there's been a bit of mixed reaction, at least in the NFT Twitter sphere, Um, I think part of the negative sentiment is just concern on a big company taking over an up and coming web three brand. And, you know, are their ethos ethos going to be different um, with respect to just driving value for shareholders versus sharing that with owners? Is that, I don't think artifact did a whole lot of sharing. Like to me, every decision they made on this drop was benefiting themselves. There were 16 of the one of ones. They kept seven for the team, the terms and condition, they had a Dutch auction that wasn't selling out, so that it was supposed to go down to one. They paused it and just stopped it at two. Um, if you look, I think, at the decisions they've made across the board, it, it, it seems to be pretty, uh, at least like Web2, take care of their shareholders as well. So I, I don't know that they're that uh, different. I tend to agree, but one thing that we can't argue with is the market reaction. I'm showing the page here. We 27,000 ETH traded in CloneX since the reveal on Sunday. So less than two days. Um, I don't know that we have precedent for this level of a run up the floor. It was, it quickly sank below two pre-reveal, post-reveal. It was about 2.5 and then the news broke. It ran past six overnight and sitting at mid six. We're showing some of the top sales on the board here. There's been multiple sales, over 180 top sales at 200 and then a 288 sale this morning. So it is moving into the stratosphere. The, the art is cool. They've got top artists, but it's going to be one to watch. It feels a little overheated right now, but you know there are a ton of eyes on this project. But the other aspect of this, right, is one of the choruses of NFT Twitter sentiment is we're early and more people are coming. Well, you know, how are more people going to come and enter the space? It, it's through big brands like Nike and their marketing machines and reaching new users. So it's hard to feel like it's not an overall net positive for the space. Man, the, the meme is always, we're so early. Everyone says it gets a little annoying on Twitter, but it's, it's really true. Like we are in the first million users of this technology that I think is going to hit billions. Now that doesn't mean the stuff I've bought is, is going to be worth a ton later. Like a lot of the stuff is, is still going to be worthless, right? Like you were early in the internet in the nineties. A lot of those companies uh, went to zero. So that doesn't mean just buy whatever and you're going to get rich, but it does mean like you look at Nike, what Budweiser, Pepsi, Adidas, you these are top tier brands yep. and making big, big plays into this space, especially because NFTs are very polarizing now. Right. And so, so for this many brands to sh- white castle to show faith, it's really good sign. Um, I'm really bullish on the industry as a whole. Uh, the future of it. Totally agree. The brands are here and they're making an impact. Let's get to our next story and we'll talk about the next big trend and that's P2E and gaming and tokenization. So uh, 
a headline that got buried with the Nike news yesterday is Board Ape Yacht Club signing a partnership with Animoca Brands to build a blockchain NFT game. Uh, we don't really have a whole lot of information other than that headline. Uh, the idea is that it will be a play-to-earn game, um, likely involving that the, the, the mythical ape token that is said to be coming in, in Q1 or Q2 next year. So this is a big announcement. I did a, uh, just a little bit about Animoca Brands here. So they are also tied in behind the Sandbox, which is you know, one of the, of the largest projects out there and have done collabs with several other, and, and we'll link th this article uh, in our show notes so, so folks can read. But it, it shows just, again, Yuga Labs, the team behind Board Apes, just continue to deliver, continue to find ways to drive value for their holders. Uh, you know, we've seen the floor. It hasn't really moved much. It's been steady right at 53, but it, it is exciting time to be an ape owner. What, what was your reaction to, to this move? I think it's a good move. Um, I would be excited if I had an ape. Um, I think play to earn is going to be very big. Just gaming in general involving NFTs. It is, to me, almost the perfect use case for NFTs, uh, these in-game assets, there's, and you can actually, um, like players can sort of share in the upside of a game that, that they formerly couldn't in, in the sort of web two structure. So I think it's, it's bullish. I mean, these guys, they've built stuff before, right? It's, uh, I think it's smart. I think there's obviously some temptation. Board Apes have a lot of money from their mutant sale and just secondary I think sometimes there's temptation, like we can build our own game. Games are very tough. I think it is much smarter that they just partnered with someone that knows what they're doing and they can just let them handle it. So I think it's a good move. Totally agree. And I'm going to show here quickly the CryptoSlam.io board. I think this is the first time we've shown this rankings board on the show. It's one of my go-tos when I, when I want to take a step back and see all the primary projects across all the blockchains here. Uh, and get a sense for where they all stack up. Uh, number one, and it has been top of the board really since we've been tracking NFTs this year, it's Axie Infinity um, at 3.6 billion in overall sales. I, I fully believe that Yuga Labs and Board Ape Yacht Club had their sights set on what Axie has done uh, as a game, as P2E, and that's, that's where they want to get, and they want that number one spot. Uh, and as we can see, if you actually add up uh, the revenue from Board Apes and Mutant Apes there, they're, they're over 1.2 billion. So they would be third on this board uh, if you just combine these as Yuga Labs. So they've already made quite a splash just in six or seven months here. All right, let's uh, get into our third story for the day. And we've been touching on macro a bit as well, but I wanted to check in on, we're about halfway through the month. Where are we doing from terms of overall NFT sales revenue this month on OpenSea? And it's, it's pretty positive. So if we take a look at December, we're already at 1.4 billion in sales here, less than halfway through the month. So we are projecting out right around the $3 billion month, which would be about the second highest, uh, down just about 10% from peak mania in August. And then say more exciting, if you take a look at the daily board here in this, this chart up on the top right, Yesterday was actually the highest volume day that we've had in the past three months since August with coming in at 157 million 
in, in volume. And then today we're already at a hundred million uh, with still half the day left to go. So it looks like we're on deck for another big day, totally driven by the, the clone X revenue, but a few other products doing well. Um, I'm curious for your takeaways here, Brett. My, my takeaway is, you know, we were all quite bearish in the October and November timelines and talking about the bear market on every show. It seems like the money is here and it's been potentially on the sidelines waiting for the right opportunities. And clearly there has been some opportunities in the past month and the money is coming back into the ecosystem. So it definitely seems like a bullish sign. I think it's bullish. I think the gas fees are down. Price of ETH is down. To me, those are both good for NFTs. Um, like when ETH is right, um, when ETH is running and then the gas goes up because everyone's doing DeFi stuff, NFTs really struggle. And that, like that to me is the worst um, time for NFT trading. You, the fee, it's 0.05 to like buy something. Everything under 0.25 just gets crushed. Um, so yeah, I think the macro is good now. It's uh, end of the year. So you have people um, like a lot of NFT traders made money this year. The market was, was just so hot for a while um, that you'll have people tax loss harvesting, which we've talked about, right? Where you're going to sell some of the stuff you're underwater on at a huge loss to save some uh, money on your overall profits. And that leads to good buying opportunities also where you, you can get you know a discount. Obviously, buyer beware. A lot of times the discount doesn't turn out to be, but it looks like it. But you can get... Uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of cheap stuff out there that if you have conviction on a project, now is like a really good time to buy. Uh, and I'm not talking about like the overheated, this is a peak of a project. I'm talking about some projects, prices are down 80, 50, 90%, you know, something where you, again, uh, in the long term, a lot of these teams, they have a lot of money. You know, if you did a drop, you usually have like 500K to 2 million raised approximately. And if they're still building, I think there's a good opportunity. I absolutely agree for those places that you've got some conviction on. You're able to snap up some NFTs right now at 50 to 80% discounts or, or more. So it could be a good time to go shopping. Of course, DYOR. Lastly, I want to touch on, you made a comment in that we're in the first million traders, just checking in on total open sea traders over time. We're now up at 790,000. It course, seems so crazy low to me. I thought <laughs> it feels like it's 10 million, you know, or it, more. It does. And of course that's just, you know, unique wallets. So, I know I have it, eight wallets I've right. interacted with on OpenSea or something. So the true number is probably closer to three or 400,000 still. So there's still, we're definitely still early, like we said, but certainly more users are, are going to be coming. All right. That's it for our top news. Why don't we go ahead and take a look at the IC board and get into our market update. So we're going to take a look at the three-day view filtered by volume. You know, we've touched on CloneX and Artifact plenty, but it, again, it is crazy to see these ETH volume numbers. We're at 36,000 ETH traded in the last three days. Just an astronomical number. CloneX is going to be a top 25 product all time within three days of its launch. So that just shows you the impact of an announcement like a uh, like this Nike one. Yeah, but I mean, it was going to be big anyway, but Nike, you know, that's the 3X like to, in every way. Yeah, and, and we saw that. So the floors for the CloneX, 6.4. So the unrevealed, the mint vials, folks still have the unrevealed NFTs they're at like 12 ETH floor right now. Just everyone hoping for that shot at rolling a rare, which we've seen have traded over 100 or 200 ETH. So 
uh, yep. some speculation going there on. There was one I looked yesterday. I think there was one one of one unrevealed with 3,600 miles, 600 chance of that. I mean, there's a lot of other good rares that, that, that are a nice win, but of that, you know, 200 ETH kind of one, I think there's one of those left. So that's the upside. The downside's capped at, you know, 6.44. So I, I, I see the gamble, but definitely a bit of risk. Before it became Artifact Weekend, it was Neo Tokyo Weekend. So Neo Tokyo dominated Saturday and Sunday. They did their Outer Identities drop on Saturday, and they did 6,000 ETH there over the weekend, which, you know, in any other three-day period is likely that the top of the board. Uh, we saw the floor for that project get over six um, as that overall ecosystem continues to grow. So this is Alex Becker. There's several uh, VCs tied to this project. Um, it's one that I, I haven't been following super closely. I haven't been invested in this one, but it, it's hard to ignore uh, what they're doing over there with that project. Yeah, I, I haven't followed it very closely either. Some people I follow on Twitter were onto that early. Uh, I pretty much just missed it. And then uh, my general thesis or strategy, when something runs up so much, I just don't hop on for better or worse. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but, you know, good job to the team and anybody that has been in this because it's been a huge win. Yeah, absolutely. Similar story for Townstar from Go Gala Games. So we see 1800 ETH there. The Miranda's box drop that we talked about last week, that four got to 3.8, still pre-reveal. So tons of market sen- market interest around that project. And then a new drop. So My Pet Hooligan, this wasn't even on my radar yesterday. 1400 ETH volume in the last 24 hours. Uh, I'm going to show the project page just briefly. This is, I'd say, you know, the hot trend right now in new NFT projects. So it's 3D metaverse avatar versus your old, your 2D PFP, which was so hot in the last six months. Now we moved on to 3D and it's got your, all the terms as well um, that are just so hot and peak interest. So we've got play to earn mechanics tied into this game where you can allow players to earn the carrots token while playing. They've got staking where you can stake your NFTs to earn carrots. They've got the 3D files. They've got Mint Pass. So this is a Genesis drop. Mint Pass for future drops tied into this. Um, I mean, it's almost word soup of the most you know common phrases that we see that, that peak uh, users' attention in the NFT space. And we, we've seen the demand. So I was watching this this morning I don't know exactly what Mint was. It was 0.25 last night, roughly flourish. It ran up to 0.7 this morning before retracing a bit. So certainly one to watch, and it's indicative of kind of the current market right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on that, but um, I, I, it would have been a good Mint, I'm sure. But I'm, I, it's 0.48 now. I just loaded it up. And okay, I, so I it has sense. Pre-reveal. But uh, again, you also take risk. Like if they all look too similar, there's a lot of times the reveal can go poorly. Um, and the other thing is everything's going to be metaverse ready. Uh, I think Keyboard Monkey put out a tweet, like the metaverse is no one's even using it. It's not going to be used for like several years. Uh, but like even with uh, the Bored Apes, right? Or Wicked Craniums, it's it's almost free to get a, a metaverse 3D version of your 2D piece. Uh, every like uh, To me, that's not really much of a selling point for me like it's metaverse ready that's more just kind of buzzword bingo it's a very fair point and i'm, I'm not a pet hooligans holder at this point but it is uh obvious that there is some demand 
Yeah, but I just would caution in general for people like that. That to me doesn't mean that it's meaningless. Um, though you can go on Fiverr if you you can pay twenty five bucks to get you know a three D version of of a two D thing. Uh, a lot of projects are coming out that have it. A lot of projects are going to airdrop those to their holders. And again, no one's really using the metaverse now anyway. So you can deal with that in a few years when it's when it's more, uh, I guess, accessible. Yeah, agree. Continuing to move through the board, a few other projects with some strong debuts this weekend. So we had Thingdoms. They've done over 1,100 ETH volume. These hoverboards from Jaidu, over 1,000. And Croaks holding strong, a Toad's derivative project that has certainly piqued a good amount of interest. Their 3D figures still pre-reveal here around a 0.28 floor. And then the last one I want to touch on is Proof Collective. So this is Kevin Rose's NFT um, in a lot of ways, kind of a paid group NFT, the, the perks and utility are access to his private discord, some in real life events, um, alpha from Kevin, very interesting Dutch auction on Saturday. So it started at 5e, 500 NFTs, about half sold right off the gun at 500. And then it was absolutely crickets while most of NFT Twitter flooded the drop it ended up going down to one ETH where it flew and it, it sold out the rest of the Dutch auction and the 500 at the one ETH floor. It has since come back up to four. So clearly uh, another one that there is real demand for, um, you know, as we've seen Gary V's projects now, Kevin Rose, Kevin Rose being one of the, the most influential and, and fundamental names in this space. I think owners can expect some value to come out of that. Um, certainly will be an interesting one to watch. I, I yeah I I pretty much avoid the like paid group um, pro, NFTs not like nothing against them you just like uh, like our friend Andy says you got to cut some stuff out in the space and that's just an area I don't I don't focus on but uh, there have been some nice wins there and if you gain it'll pay for itself right if you get a winning trade out of that access to that group it pays for itself right you've already earned you've paid for the um, value of the NFT already on one trade, you easily can make more. Uh, last thing I want to say though, I want to mention Croaks here. I loaded this up. It's 0.27 floor unrevealed. It's a Toad's derivative by some other guy, not Gremplin, the main artist. Last night, Gremplin came out with a derivative for Christmas of Toad's. So the main Toad's artist, this guy's, uh, a lot of people are really bullish on his career, Mistletoads. That is like a 0.13 floor. Uh, oh, it's 0.165 now, so it's coming back up. I bought three of these last night at, at 0.17 average or so, and it, it came all the way down to 0.1. Uh, but it doesn't make sense to me that that the derivative by no offense to the artist, I don't know who this, but the not the main Toads artist would be double uh, these. So to me, I I bought because I was like, it does, you know, it just doesn't make sense. <clears throat> Yeah, I tend to be aligned with you. Um, so Mistletoads was a surprise drop from Grimplin, the artist behind Cryptoads. So this was free to claim for all Toads owners. Grimplin's famous artist, uh, very well liked by the, the community. These are cool. They're new. It, it's new IP. It's new images versus, you know, Crooks, which is a, a derivative Uh I'm surprised by the price action as well. Oh, it, it came way. Oh, it's yeah, it's down to point zero nine. So yeah, it's, it's like a third of the price. You get three of these or one croaks, same amount of supply. To me, that that's an obvious. If you wanted to choose one, I think it's pretty 
this would be a better choice, uh, in my opinion. But I'm touting my own bag because I bought three last night for double this price. So uh, buyer beware. And I will say, I, I did think that the Crokes project, of all the derivatives that we've seen, was one of the coolest. I really like, I do like the art on those 3D images. Uh, but I do think there's a difference between a pure derivative, which is essentially the same IP, uh, you know, from an unknown artist versus a new project that is from a, a well-known artist. But, you know, the, the, the market will really test, test this out. I'm surprised how many people who paid three ETH or whatever for a Toads are just like racing to get 0.1 back when it's from the same artist. I, that surprised me. I thought this would hold up better. Yeah, I think it could be just part of that sell your airdrops mentality. Yeah. And just, you know, take take quick profits and move on. So I think there will be an initial dumping stage and then we'll see what the true market value of these is. Probably, you know, I don't think it's gonna be anything now. crazy. Like I'm I now probably I'm gonna lose money on this trade. But that's I'm just gonna hold them and uh, you know, maybe next Christmas we'll get a little something in my stocking from these missile toads. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. That's about 10 years in NFT time. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right, let's move into one-on-ones. So th- there wasn't a ton of action, you know, from a, the super rare standpoint, but what we have seen is top artists dropping their PFP projects. So Async, the new platform that Xcopy, Coldy, and a lot of money did their uh, debuts on here this week. So we had the pre-sale for whitelist holders went live yesterday. Public sale is tomorrow. We've got about half the supply out there um, and already some pretty strong demand. So a lot of money is the floor at 0.9. Coldies and NFTs are holding strong around 2.4, 2.5 floor here. You can see that that style of the decentral eyes, which is an, you know, an iconic um, structure or format of piece from Coldy. And then the headline is the Grifters. So Grifters is the X-Copy PFP project. You can see them here now. It's the big round faces, different colors in that X copy style. The floor is 7.5 right out of the gate. So these were 0.25 to mint. So anyone who is fortunate enough to mint is already up close to 30X. A lot of anticipation for the the public sale. There's going to be about 300, I think, available in that public sale. So it will be maybe the gas war of the year. but yeah, certainly. I'm not going to even try. That's like the, the sophisticated uh, bot, MEV, flash bot. I, like I, if it's just first come, first serve, um, yeah, I'm not even going to bother. You're, you, you basically are drawing dead to get one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. You know, we've seen how botting can impact these drops, especially if the market kind of holds the line and doesn't buy from the bots who are looking to flip. And we've seen it tank markets. I'm curious you know, if, you know, one or two folks get a good chunk of these, you know, what, what that's going to I think it's X copy. It's only 600 something of them. I don't, I think people aren't really going to hold that line very much. (laughs) I'm not saying that seven, like if it's 7.5 now, you still have half the supply coming out. I'd be surprised to see them go under five personally, six kind of feels like a, a, where I might see the floor, but I mean, I don't know. I'm predicting five to six as well, but I will certainly be watching. This is one of the most anticipated of the year, certainly. Not pictured here. So Hackatow, uh, Kings and Queens, Queens and Kings, rather, uh, also starting their pre-sale this week. We'll post it in the show notes, but he's got uh, several options to get on the whitelist. They're not the cheapest, 
but for those who are interested to get some early access to his drop. Um, a few other pieces I, I do want to show from the one-on-one space. So Killer Acid with the top sale uh, of the past few days with As I Stepped Out of My Mind one evening. You see the piece here, just the classic Killer Acid style. It sold to Jab Jab X for 25 ETH here, 100,000 just two days ago. I think this is Killer Acid's final one-on-one piece for the year. I'll say I, Killer Acid is one of my favorite artists. Um, I think he's going to go down as one of the top from this time period. It's very easy to identify his pieces. They, they have that, he has that style um, that is easily seen and, and known to be him. And it's cool. It's got that trippy art. Um, so interested to see, you know, where he goes next year with some of these. And this last piece was just announced this morning from the creator of Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill comes Dancing Dan, Mike Judge's Genesis NFT, now live on Super Air. Uh, originally created in the 90s. It also includes three signed physical sketches. Reserve price, 120 ETH. Um, so this is a, a big drop here in the last couple of weeks of the year. Uh, we'll be very curious if this does indeed sell at 120 or if we get into a bidding war here. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally one one aspect I don't like, and I wouldn't I don't like pay um, these prices anyway. But I'm not that big of a fan of like some old thing from the '90s or '80s. Let's put it onto the blockchain and mint it as an NFT, and then and then sell charge. You know, I wouldn't pay all this money for some. Like to me, I'm more interested in stuff that's organic from this time frame. Um, and like the early stuff, NFTs I would like are the 2017, 2016 type of time frame. It does this doesn't interest me at all. Like I'm I'm this famous guy. I did this thing in the 90s, and now I'm just going to mint it and put it on the blockchain. Um, it doesn't interest me at these prices. I guess I would say. Yeah, I'm with you. It's not indicative of crypto art, right, or the NFT movement. It's more you know Web two put on the blockchain. You know, yeah. But, like if he's doing, I'd rather if Mike Judge, I'd rather pay one twenty if he did something totally new. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, that's just my opinion. Certainly, be interesting to watch. Let's let's move on and let's get into our blue chip PFPs. We'll go fairly rapid fire on this here today. Um, we're showing the WGMI board again with that new thirty day change metric, uh, which. It's a mixed board, um, though probably mostly red. So we've got the the Genesis Kongs now up top at 68 floor. Punks have been steadily dropping since the Punk 4156 drama. Now at 63.5, down 27% on the month. As we are getting closer and closer to a potential flipping, we see the Board Ape Yacht Club at 52.9, holding strong on the Animoca news as of late up 29% on the month, pretty much even on the week. From there, a pretty steep drop-off. Uh, we've got Cool Cats at 6.75, actually up. It was around 6 uh, just this morning, so we've seen some actual some strong buying action today. Um, fairly even on the week, down 11% on the month. We've got Clone X now on the board. Interesting to see them stack up there at 6.4. The Mutant Apes actually down 10%, so not holding as strong as the Board Apes there at 6 floor. And then uh, rounding out closer to the bottom, we've got the Cryptodes coming in at three ETH. 
uh, Mebits at 2.79 and Doodles at 2.6. So, you know, having scanned through that, it, it is mostly red on the board. Um, Brett, thoughts on, you know, what we're seeing? Is this the trend of there's not enough money in the ecosystem? So to support the rapid rise of clone X, it just means that we're going uh, yeah, to Yeah, I mean, that's going to suck. So, that's going to suck some money out. But we've also talked about in December, right? A lot of like, if you bought so many of these projects, like Singularity, I think that hit a 20 floor. Alien Clock, that might have hit a 20 floor. If people that bought in there, you basically now just want to sell no matter what, if you're up on the year to take, you're saving quite a bit. You save forty percent or something on taxes, so you you get you know you're you only get three ETH or something, but then you get another forty percent of the difference between three and twenty. So it, it makes sense to sell. I think. I mean, I think that's part of it. I think part of it is also people that were just you know FOMO'd in and now you capitulate um, and and come out and uh, yeah, there's just there's more supply, so there's there's more money coming in this space or, or maybe it's about the same um if the volume's all about, about the same yeah i don't know yeah, there's a few reasons it's hard to pinpoint just one i didn't agree it'll be very interesting how january if these especially in the art block space if it was truly tax loss harvesting that really tanked a lot of these floors uh, which do appear to be pretty thin on a lot of these projects and if we see some buying action at the end of the month early january um, as folks look to take advantage of some tax loss harvesting deals or if, if the trend continues. So that's going to be really interesting to watch. So, um, so we got, while we're on this page, it's not covered here, but Dante on Twitter asked if we can cover uh, merge from Murat Pak. Um, and just real quickly, I bought one of those only. I honestly haven't even really checked it. I know you bought a 11, I believe. And I, I honestly, I, I Dante, I haven't paid a ton of attention to it. I bought the cheapest option because I like the floor. I feel that's always pretty safe. And the plan is going to be probably sell it relatively quickly, like within a month of the drop uh, is my strategy. Yeah, and we can look to cover it in more depth on Friday's show. So I know that the marketplace was closed, essentially. There was a bug. Uh, in some aspect of the drop where I don't know if it was for users who were trying to move their NFTs off of Nifty Gateway and on to OpenSea, if that's where the problem was, but there was something with the merge mechanics that was leading to a bug. So they essentially paused the marketplace. But from what I've read on Twitter, it seemed to come with fairly positive market sentiment. It, it wasn't fudded from at least what I've seen. Um, but like you, I also haven't checked in uh, on the early market there. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do some diligence on that and, and have a quick segment for Friday. Um, switching over to Artblocks, I want to touch really quick, and you went into this a little bit, um, just some headliners. Fidenza's at 75, but Ringers down at 38, down 30% on the month. That one is a true bloodbath. That was over 100. Elevated deconstruction, similarly above 100 now at 33 pretty similar story through the rest of the board. Not really too much change on the archetypes, Unigrid, Subscapes front. And we'll publish those floors in uh, our show notes. But one highlight for the week, Vortex by Jen Stark was the curated drop yesterday. Uh, I was very curious where it was going to mint out. It minted out right at the 0.75 price point in the Dutch auction. Went pretty fast. I think it was around a 0.85 effective cost to mint there. Uh, we saw the floors go up 
post mint and they were sitting around 1.1 1.2 there a bit have since retraced uh now a bit but generally i from what i've seen people are pretty happy with their mints uh jen stark is a pretty popular artist uh, i feel like the people who've seen her work in brooklyn uh in new york really like her style she seems to be a good person so i'm very curious to see you know what the, the longer term market reaction is to this I like these a lot personally. I think this is, they're really well done. You know, now that since I've been trading NFTs this year, now I'm an art critic. Uh, I, I like them. And I, I like, I like the trippy art is definitely one of my favorite genres. Speaking of killer acid earlier. Um, but I don't, I don't like his price range, I guess. Not that I don't like his art. I'm just not paying 25 for a piece personally. Uh, I like these quite a bit. I haven't bought one. Probably not going to buy. I'm not really buying anything art blocks right now. Although I do think there are um, some values potentially from a lot of the projects that have crashed way down, but it's something I'm going to watch. Like if this thing really starts dropping from people just trying to flip it, uh, like I've, if you look them up, they're animated. I, I think they're well done. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I, yeah, may, user, I may try and get a couple of these. Users can interact with the piece as well. You can do a bit of dragging and interaction with the piece. Uh, I'd say my concern was if a thousand supply set would be differentiated enough but you know as we take a look at it right now there appears to be um a good amount of differentiation i think there's actually some some decent rares in the set as well which is always you know interesting to see for these sets so like you i will be watching this one as well um all right that rounds us out through art blocks so last we wanted to circle back on hoodlums so i believe brett was on with me when we highlighted this you know, Genesis project of the flow blockchain, their first uh, PFP product. It's, it's a 5,000 supply, not a 10 K supply. I well, love the, that. Head, the headline of the sturdy exchange website, which is the marketplace for loans and other projects on the flow is the VIP upgrade. So we see this wristband. It's an animated ad here, so to speak on the exchange. Um, essentially the way this is going to work is there's going to be 100 potential upgrades. They go live one day, six hours from now. I think the price point is around what, 23.45 or yep. so? That's US dollars. Um, so a bit, you know, 0.6 ETH or so in, in ETH terms. Um, and Brett, what, what do we get exactly out of this? So you're able to- You upgrade an existing hoodlum. You get to keep it. It stays, it lives in the original collection. There's going to be a new collection of up to 100 pieces where, and you can, um, you get, you get uh, direction into, into the new piece. So if you have, like, I have a blank canvas hoodlum, hoodlum I'm thinking about using where he's just bald. He just has his eyebrows and, and he's uh, no shirt either. No, no accessories. Any accessories living on your hoodlum stay. And, and then um, the artist, some hoodlum is going to add, more features, you get to give them a name, you could create some like backstory if you want. And so you're gonna get a new custom one of one piece um, for this. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's a great idea. I think it's cool. I think the, the price point, the fact there's only 5,000 hoodlums, I'm not sure how many owners there are. And it's like four times the price of the hoodlum floor is, I'm not sure that this thing is going to sell out personally. I think it, it might not sell that many, um, but we'll see. I think it's cool. Hoodlum, they also have partnerships with a lot of musicians and stuff. They're, they're teasing a Vegas residency is coming. 
2022. So I like this project quite a bit. Um, you know, I'm just not sure how many people are going to spend. You got to spend 600 on the hoodlum and then another, you know, it's, if it were priced at ETH, this, it would be like no issue. But dollars, man, it makes it a, a tougher sell. Yeah, so I, I want to touch on the floor because you brought it up. So I'm going to show it here. This is the Sturdy Exchange Marketplace. Um, the hoodlum floor is 575 US dollars right now. So for those who remember the, the men, it was $123. So these are quietly up 5X. Um, we saw the floor get close to 700 uh, in the past week. We've seen what we think is some sell-off for folks who want to get some funds ready to do the upgrade. Um, I, you know, I'm curious, like you, what the demand is going to be. I'd say in a classic NFT project, people will pay 20X the floor price for the rares. Yeah. Now, I think the question is, are these 100 going to be rare enough to command that type of upside? I think that's that's the question on the table right now. Is there enough interest in this market right now? I, I, to me, my perspective on Hulums is that the lack of tools, data analysis, NFT chatter on the Flow blockchain projects just hinders this a bit. Like no one, no one talks about this really. It's, yeah. it's in its own corner of NFT Twitter, I'd say. And I, I spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But the thing about flow is they're they're very retail. I'm, I'm like I like hoodlums is basically a bet on flow blockchain, mm -hmm. especially in the U.S. where you can't easily buy the flow token, which also is like quite um, priced up because only like two percent is circulating. But uh, flow is very user friendly, very retail friendly, right? It's a good user experience in interacting with flow. A lot of the projects you can just use your credit card and email address. It's way less intimidating than MetaMask. And Flow is also very good at these partnerships. Like we've seen, you know, even Hoodlum, right? They, uh, the Sturdy Exchange, they had Party Next Door, you know, relatively big, not the biggest artist in the world, but but not bad. NBA, NFL, Dr. Seuss. Um, there's a lot of brands that are interacting with Flow. And I think that like, it might be like the retail onboarding platform certainly over Ethereum or a lot of those other chains, it's MetaMask, that, that's intimidating. And so there's only 5,000 of these. I do like, I have a bunch, but I like them as a, um, you know, just a bet that that this environment, this ecosystem of flow is where a lot of the new retail users sign up and, and that's their first stop. Like Top Shot was my first NFT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of us are trying to figure out, you know, where the next round of users are, are going to come in and make their first purchases. I, I agree with you. I like how easy it is uh, for retail to buy, you know, with the U.S. dollars, credit card, uh, all of that. So those are all positives. I'd like to see some ETH pricing on some of these just for yeah. our, crypto, our crypto native buyers who think. Put a toggle on like Topshot did. You can, yeah. you can toggle. So that would be my advice to, to Sturdy others but like this product similar to you i'm holding several of these none are for sale no intentions of selling anytime soon i think this is a longer term play <clears throat> but we'll, we'll continue to check in on the hoodlums here uh once uh once a month or every few months right that was my list anything else on, on your mind that you want to cover here today no we we got uh yeah we got everything i think is worth covering awesome well that's it. That's our show. Brett, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thanks to our listeners and viewers for tuning in. As always, we will be back on Friday to recap the week, and I'll be joined by my man Skyhook.
Till then, everybody, stay safe in those NFT streets. Goodbye. Cheers. Thank you.